Welcome back to Autism Confidential, the podcast from the National Council on Severe Autism. I am Jill Escher. I am the president of NCSA, and I'm your host today. And today, uh, oh my gosh, you know, when I look out in the world and I see what people are doing in the autism world, um, you know, whether it's schooling or whether it's adult services or whether it's advocacy or whether it's recreation or whatever, or research, you know, there are a few people who come to mind who are really incredibly heroic and fantastic and innovative and really making a measurable difference in their community. And we have one of those people today, Jackie Cianzo. Jackie, welcome to Autism Confidential. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for that really kind intro. I don't feel very heroic, but that's very kind of you. <laughs> oh, but you absolutely are. I mean, if we had like, you know, like the pantheon of gods and goddesses, we should do that for autism. Jackie would be one of those little goddesses in the pantheon. Um, just surviving so, is that, you know? Just surviving. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> Every autism parent would be somewhere in that pantheon, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Jackie is on the other coast from where I am. She is in New, New York City. Yes, and, ma'am. And uh, one of my favorite places. And she is the mother of an adult son named Joey, who has a severe form of autism. She also has another son named Andrew, who doesn't have autism. Um but who is um, in law school, woohoo, um, joined the club. And uh, she uh, started a really phenomenal program in New York City called Snack NYC. And you're about to learn all about it, but you're also about to learn about many of the obstacles, barriers, and sheer nonsense mm. <laughs> that make running these programs very, very challenging. And hopefully, I hope listeners will be both inspired by Jackie and also dismayed at the insanity, right, that she faces to provide a very necessary service. Okay? So I want you to be happy and sad. Isn't that nice of me? (laughs) So I think we roll all the time. Yeah, (laughs) all the time. So Jackie, welcome. Um, Let's start off, let's hear a little bit about you and your family, and then let's start off with, then go into how you started Snack. Sure. Okay. So um, Snack is 20 years old, which I can't believe. Um, but I, my husband and I met at Villanova, and you know, two wildcats, got married. Our first baby, Joe, 18 months out of the shoot, starts having seizures. Um, you know, infant seizures are, you didn't really, they don't really look like seizures. So we didn't really know that at the time. So you're talking, this is 1997. Autism wasn't really even on the radar yet to the extent that it is now. Um, So he gets diagnosed, we go through the early intervention process and then autism, ABA, all these things get introduced. He, we did the whole center-based EI. Unfortunately, his, um, his seizure disorder was like our prevalent concern because he was seizing, you know, hundreds of times a day uh, in these myoclonic spurts that was just awful. We went everywhere trying to fix it. Um, Four years later, I have Andrew, Um, you know, every time he moved, I was like, he's having a seizure. He can't Mm. talk, call the doctor. Mm. Um, You know, Andrew is, you know, fine for, for, for wherever that is, uh, but very common when there's another child, especially a boy that we could have had another, another issue. Um, mm-hmm. Fast forward again, Andrew's about four and uh, he has a dance card filled. Like I've never seen, you know, 
parties, uh, soccer classes, all these great <laughs> things. And I realized Joe's never done a damn thing. Joe goes to therapy all week. You know, mm-hmm. what kind of life is this for a seven-year-old, you know? So I started to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take you swimming, Joe. Take Joe for a special needs swimming class and we get rejected. Mm-hmm. To say I was livid <laughs> is the understatement of the century. I was like, well, okay. So you want to tell me where we go then? If you can't come to this special needs program, where do we go? Well, we don't Too mean special. Too exactly. Special. Yeah. We don't mean that special. Extra special. He doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. I was like, no, nothing. Nada. So lo and behold. How old is he now again? I'm sorry. Joe's 28. Oh, He's 28. 28. Yeah. So you were very much in the kind of the leading edge. Yes. Of the, the, the first search. wave of the explosion yeah. of, I think it started yeah. in 92. If I look back at the kids we have, but mm-hmm. yeah, Joe's, Joe's definitely at the top, which has been very hard for us. Cause I've, I've really not had that many people ahead of me to mm-hmm. tell me what to do. Never mind the severity end of it. You know, that's been, um, that's not been that common either. As much as it is, I couldn't find people at the beginning, the beginning of the journey. So snack really began in a, in a basement for two hours on a Friday afternoon. I thought to myself, well, if I can get um, an ABA therapist at at the time, it was $150 an hour, six Mm -hmm. kids, and we'll whack it up amongst the parents. And, you know, how bad can this be? Well, you know, that was very naive of me to think with, from a funding perspective, um, it's, it was, it's a costly program to run. I, I, I mirrored it after I had a lot of great, you know, resources here, you know, what would be an ideal afternoon for Joe and people like him who are not verbal. Um, so it was, you know, art, music, um, some sort of snack um, and some sort of movement exercise, something of that nature. Hmm. So we did 44, 30 minute segments, you know, well thought out, lots of visual supports, um, lots of great people helping us to make the kids be successful. And and for many of the kids, just being able to participate is success without mm-hmm. running out of the room, taking off their clothes, biting somebody else. You know, we've got, we, we were, we were created for the biters, <laughs> you know, yeah. which I often said, because lots of parents will say, oh, I don't know if these are the right kids for us. You know, I'm like, no, they're not the right kids for you. Well, we were, we're, we're for them. So if you're not comfortable, then you must right. have other options, but we don't. So that's been yeah. a real long, hard debate. And uh, I often say, you know, I know you want your kid with the neurotypical kids and the neurotypical kids don't want to be with you. And we want to just be with your kid who can say a few words. So can't we all just get along? But it never works out that way. Mm-hmm. So that was really how Snack began. I, I rented space. Um uh, hired these folks. It was two hours a week. And here we are, you know, 20 years later, we've expanded the programming from this two hour um, play date, for lack of a better word, to now we have a full service programming from age three to 21 um, and now 21 plus. We've we added programming before we expanded locations Um because we, we wanted to grow with our kids. It's not like our kids, you know, say, thanks. I'm really like sw- snack and I know how to swim now. I'm not coming back. You know, they stay, <laughs> you know, they grow with you. The next mm-hmm. thing you know, they want beards, you know, it, it happened. That's the way it all worked out. So, so we added swimming and we added sports and we added, then we, now we do just classes, hour long classes. Give us a, some examples of, of the activities that you, you offer and, and your center based. Now, the, yes, it's not we you're are. in a basement anymore. <laughs> no, we've we've moved on. We um, yeah. I'm in the 
almost the end of my second 10 year lease, the nerve of me, you know, so I was tell people, a lot of people know, know New York. So give us a sense of uh, where you are in New York. Um, we're in Midtown right now, 53rd Street. We're like uh, down the block from Rockefeller Center. The UN is a few steps away. You know, it's we're happening. Right in Midtown. Wow. Right in Midtown. That's not cheap real estate. No, ma'am. And we're renting. You know, we haven't yeah. been able to uh, have we haven't been able to buy yet. Um, we've had other other factors that were more important to us than mm. that person. It's in our docket now. You know, 20 years We've made it, you know, banks don't lend to not-for-profits. There's so much stuff that has to go on there, but um, you know, we've, we, we, our model was based on fees. I, I, you know, I had taken Joey to a lot of um, programs that were volunteer run soccer classes, various things, special needs focused and volunteer run and very well-intentioned, but they really, it was groundhog day every day. It was, you know, every week it's 20 kids running after the same ball and the, the volunteers were different every week. And that really doesn't work with autism. You know, you need consistency and repetition and all that kind of good stuff. So now I, I, day. sorry, I interrupted mm-hmm. you after I asked you, like, give, give me some examples of the programming that you offer. Okay. So sorry, we'll, go, we'll, go back to that. Sure. Then. We'll jump back. So some of the programming that, um, you know, we, we have is based on what, Joey can, Joey responds to is how it starts. And then, then we evolve based on what the other kids, what the kids like. So cooking, you know, a life skill, a lot of the kids have food eating issues. So it's a, it's a good opportunity to present that. So we, we collaborate with a, um, a cooking group here in the city that does a great job, knows our population and, and it works out real well. Um, Cooking art, you know, in the beginning, you know, most of the kids find motor skills are not necessarily that great, but we have some real artists. You know, I've been really surprised all the time at how great the art program is. And then as a subset, you know, we're Manhattan, so we can collaborate with the Met <laughs> Museum. They, they will send in a teacher. She'll do a set. Then we'll go to the Met, look at what she talked about. Then we'll come back and we'll do, you know, another class around it. Um, the New York Public Library, we collab- collaborate with. We have a book club. Joe can't read or write, but he loves to be read too, as do many of the kids. And some of the kids can read. So we we make that work. Um, what else do we have? Exercise. Of course, you know, many of the kids are on lots of meds, Joe being one of them. And, you know, weight gain is a big issue. Weight gain, for sure huge issue with the psychotropic drugs. So Mm -hmm. exercise is so important. So we have various things. We've got personal trainers who run actual, you know, and it's all hand over hand or, you know, we're a one-to-one program because that's what our guys need for the most part. Um, Yoga adapted so that the kids can participate. Um, Music, big, you know, favorite, you know, we'll, and we'll cycle through and throughout the year with a, you know, a percussion class or, a, you know, a piano based or it's singing or it's karaoke or whatever. It's all, you know, all, every lead in each of these classes is, you know, trained in their particular discipline, not necessarily for this population, because sometimes bringing in folks who have no idea, you know, we got a lot of Broadway people here and stuff. It's just, it changes things up. You know, it's so, they have, you know, they have no limits on the kids. They just, and it works. It's great. So that's the bulk of the classes. And then we want a huge swimming program. Um, I added that. Where's your, what pool do you use? I'm curious. Believe it or not. Do you remember the movie Arthur with uh, Dudley Moore? And he has the fist fight with the the bride's father. It's St. Bartholomew's Church where they got married. That's where the oh. pool 
Oh, really? So they're in that side vestibule. That's where the, they have a full pool and oh, a basketball no. court. N- nobody. And the pool. Right there in Manhattan. Right there. You know, unbelievable. I mean, it's not Olympic size, but it's huge. And it has a deep end and it works. And we take the whole pool. I mean, there's a lot of pools mm-hmm. in the city that have, you know, JCCs and the, the usual YMCAs that have pools available and swim lessons. But, you know, our kids with the sound and all the the smell of the chlorine and the sensory overload is just, and I, I am, I am not here to have our kids be on display, you know, their dignity yeah. and their res- the respect for their privacy is very important to, to us and to our families. So we want to give them their best opportunity. So we rent the whole pool, which financially doesn't make sense because we'll only have eight to 10 kids in the pool at a time mm-hmm. with a one-to-one instructor, but it works and they learn how to swim. So we, we had one young lady, um, jump into the East river, which can happen, you know, with our kids, they always seem to, they get away and they seem to seek a body of water, yeah. just on, you know, God's a trickster, but this young lady was able to get to the side and be rescued. So, you know, snack swimming is not a joke. All of our kids should learn how to swim at least if nothing else, it's just to get to the side, you know, to be, to be saved if it happens. So uh, that's a huge part of our program. So we, we run that uh, four or five days a week and we run 48 weeks a year. And we run those three weeks in August when there's no school because, you know, there's nothing. And I, I know for me personally, by that second week in August, when Joe had had no school, I was ready to pull my hair out. It's just such a such oh, thing. Yeah. He doesn't do well practicing being autistic when he's got nothing else to do. You know? August, I, 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 everyone says August is the uh, worst month. Pain of our <laughs> existence. Families, exactly. Yes. Next, next to the holidays, you know, next to the, you know, those are, those are also fun, but we, we try to be there for families, um, you know, to, to, to fill that void and fill that gap running classes. And our, our staff is just tremendous. You know, they're, like I said, not some of them are, this is what they're going to school for, or they're working at a school, but a lot of them are not. And they just, you know, intuitively connect and know what to do. You know, we've all hired people we've, we've seen like that to work with our kids. They, there's just people who have that intuition and that knack. And we've been very fortunate to have so very many uh, wonderful, wonderful staff come through our doors over the years. And a good portion of them are still with me, you know, yeah. Some, I've had I have a couple of people with me over 10 years. Um, that's incredible. So it, about how many clients do you think you've served over all these years? Uh, well, let's put it this way. Um, every week um, we're running 60 hours of programming. Mm. So in every hour, you know, I've got probably 24 kids somewhere, either at the pool or, you know, in groups of six, mm-hmm. six mm-hmm. times, maybe three or four cohorts seven days a week. Um, and then we do free trials constantly. Cause I know I didn't trust anybody, which is why I started my own program. So when a mom calls or a dad calls and says, I want to try it, we welcome that. And I get it. Cause nobody believes that the kid's going to be able to, you know, that we are what we say we are. Right. I mean, if your kid, mm-hmm. kids like my son, you're rejected from everything. And exactly. Yeah. And that's what everybody's expectation is when they right. come through doors. So we're very open and say, you try us. We have no intake because any intake I've ever gone through with Joey's fails. Yeah. So I'm never going to tell somebody you can't come to snack because your child's needs are too great. Amazing. If we have to hire another person, that's what we'll do. Amazing. Um, but yeah. how do you fund this? You know, yeah. how do you fund this? So um, 
our model is, you know, we've based the fees. I based the fees on what my other son Andrew's classes were. If Andrew went swimming, what is it? I'm not going to have a, you know, autism surcharge, you know, it's, even though we can only have a small group of people. So we, that's what we do. We, that's what we charge, whatever is like a market rate for a swim class or a music class or what have you. And then we fundraise for the difference. And some families are, can help. Some families can't. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's how we make it work. And, you know, with this um, new Medicaid funding stream here in New York, um, I think it's everywhere, self-direction. I think all the states call it different things. Our classes are now reimbursable um, under some categories of this uh, this Medicaid model. So mm-hmm. that's really opened access tremendously for a lot of people. And even if people couldn't afford it, um, we, we do have great funders and we have a financial aid, you know, portion that we'll, that we'll try to do. I believe that everybody has to pay something and there is no free scholarship. We've done that. People take advantage of it. They got to have skin in the game. You got to show up. If I have a staff member there, uh, you know, and you didn't pay for it, you don't come. I'm furious. So mm-hmm. even if it's $20, you know, you, you mm-hmm. got to have skin in the game. So um, yeah. that has served me well. That we have volunteers, but the volunteers are an, uh, an addition, not running the programming. You know, they're there for peer modeling or what have you, but mm-hmm. not because it doesn't Here, work. You have dedicated, trained staff. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a different thing. I was telling you that, you know, I've uh, run Autism Society San Francisco Bay Area, and I'm currently their events chair. And I've done easily more than 200 events, right, in our local community, but not your model. Like, we don't have staff, right? Everything, there's no right. drop off. Yeah, the sure. parents we'll, have to stay there you know, for whatever too. it is. Yeah. And, sure. um, but uh, I completely admire what you're doing. I beyond admire what you're doing because I know the level of complexity involved is oh. astronomical, unbelievable. Like you can it send is. rockets to the moon and I think it's easier than what you are doing. <laughs> well, I so appreciate that. Cause uh, you know, one of the lines in all of our grant proposals is what we do every week is not easy. I say that with, you know, all the truth that there is. Um, It's very complicated. So your question before was how many kids a week? So there's about 225 participant slots that we have. Mm -hmm. So unique individuals is well over 100. So in a given year, in 20 years, you know, we've we've seen a thousand families. I'm 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 most sure of it. I'm most sure wow. of it. And most of them live in Manhattan or do they come from? No, they come from all over because oh. we're so unique. We have people who come from yeah. Westchester. You're, and- you're not only unique in New York, I would say you're unique in the United States. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's hard funny. to find programs that serve the severe autism population. You know our population. We're all night stalkers of the internet. So lots of people <laughs> find us, right? So I have met some fantastic people all over the country. Jackie, how do I start a snack? Will you start a snack out here? So I'm, you know, I've never charged for that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've helped a million people start something similar, what's in their area, what's best we can do. And I, I help people to do that. And yeah, I'd love snack. I mean, I, I had often hoped that, you know, with Autism Speaks, that a snack in every community that needed one would be one of their things. But as they went on, once they got past awareness and research, so still one of my hopes that one of these big places that's autism committed will 
make a, you know, we need a center-based program everywhere. We need a YMCA that's for our kids. You know, we, we YMCA need- that's for our kids. Yeah. That's what we need. You know, yeah. and, we should be, you know and, and don't talk to me about integrating it. You know what I mean? Cause it doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. We're no. open to everybody, but you know, it needs to be designed and staff so our kids can, can, can succeed, but everybody's welcome. Always I, know, welcome. I feel like it's saying like, sorry, wheelchair users can't use ramps. Yeah. You know, that special or, bra- or people who are blind can't use Braille because that's right. like disability specific. And it's like, it's so absurd. The, well, the, the mentality is so absurd. I mean, it's it just all this wishful thinking seems to wash over reality. Oh, uh, well, our kids are just being left out. There's no two ways about it. And I, you know, I've made it my business in this, you know, last 12 years of advocating. And when you speak to legislators and you speak to people who are in a position to really care for the most vulnerable, they're shocked to hear the nonsense that our families are subject to. Yeah. They, they, they blame CMS and CMS to feds and the feds blame the state. And in the meantime, our kids are, are stuck in no man's land. So that's something as families, we just all need to rally around and, and get this message. That article you just wrote was, you know, so incredible. And that needs to be spread everywhere. You know, that this, this, this is our, our end of the spectrum has got to be, you know, much more in the forefront. I agree. I mean, I think people are just sick and tired of all the BS around autism. People are just done. Like, can we please talk realistically, right, about our children, which is not to deny, you know, the needs of those on the high end of the spectrum, of course. But why should we have to sugarcoat, you know, what's happening with our kids? One size does not fit all. I mean, for God's sake, why do we have to, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I don't know, is it Alison Singer who often, you know, says things like, you know, you know, when you say you have cancer, people say, where is it? What stage? You know, autism, you say autism, like, you know, that's it. You know, there should be which end, how far. And then I'm so, you know, the politically correct thing. It's my son. Don't tell me what I can and cannot say. I know. You know, I have to say he's high support needs or I offend people. You know, how about if I'm offended? <laughs> no, I am going to language police you oh, till the end death. of time, Jackie. Because <laughs> that's the most important thing in autism in is this, to make sure we table. only use exactly. neutral terms. I mean, it's so absurd. And I'm I'm just Beyond. so glad that that piece I wrote, you know, oh, it's getting traction because people are like, yeah, Jill, say it, baby. Right on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and the big piece, obviously, with snack is when, uh, you know, Joe was approaching 21. Um, you know, what, what, what was I going to do with it? I, 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 when I first started it, my intention was just for him to have something to do like his brother, you know, like typical yeah. kids do just where he could be successful. Then I didn't realize, you know, many parents had said to me, wait till he's 21. And you see, you think there's <laughs> right. now, holy Shinola. I had no idea what we were in for. The cliff is, is, is massive. Mm-hmm. So it just stopped and none of the schools do a good job as far as I'm concerned, preparing you for that. No, they really don't. No. They, and it's, you know, I, I, I hate to say, I, I, I don't blame them. It's, they've got a large task at hand, but you know, we, we did the private school route here suing and getting reimbursed because there was nothing appropriate in the, in the public schools. And even they, because of Joey's severe need, you know, for working on, getting him into volunteer opportunities and things. They were just trying to get him to stop aggressing against everybody, you know? So the priorities become, you know, 
and you got to deal with what you have at hand. So as he became 21, um, when he was about 18, we started this um, e-commerce site on our website. We opened up a coffee business, Cup of Joe. Aren't we just so creative? <laughs> <laughs> and because Joe's skill set is, you know, he can label a bag of coffee. He can label the bag of the shipping bag and you know, but the, the other kids can pull the orders offline. They can take inventory. So we've got this big e-commerce site on our website. Um, where, and please tell everybody your website. Oh, it's um, snacknyc.com. I'm not a .org because I stupidly started this as a for-profit thinking it was going to self-sustain, but that didn't work <laughs> out. So then I had to hit the begging circuit to keep it going. Um, but so we sell lots of different things. So that was our first foray into the adult world while the kids were still in school because I wanted to test the waters. So we collaborated with schools because during the day I wasn't using our space because most of our kids were in school. Mm -hmm. We started with um, like a pre-vocational thing. So the kids would come from school in their classes with their teachers and the vocational coaches and what have you. And we put together this business. So by the time they were 21 and transitioned, we were set up and we had customers and, you know, we had this business. So that was one part. So part of their day is, is running the business. And then they're taking these classes and we've collaborated with Columbia University. Um, they will hire our guys to work in the print shop or in the dining hall. Um, we've just added a print shop on site at Snack. So that work piece, it's something I struggle with myself for jokes. I'm like, does Joe want to work or I push him into working because it's what you're supposed to do, right. you know, based on his skills. And he doesn't really take public transportation. It's not easy for him. And in New York, you know, we're struggling still since the pandemic, it's not the safest place in the world. So, and you don't need, you know, Joe having a meltdown on the subway right now. Yeah. So, we've heard a couple <laughs> New York stories over here. Yeah. Not, not, not Although a fun we, time. We, yeah. Not fun. We're all struggling. I mean, all the major cities are struggling with all these different things post-pandemic. But um, so I don't know. The work thing is a, is a, is a work in progress, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. But we have made some great, um, we facilitated some great relationships amongst our members that are over 21. Um, so the two guys and their com have got, they'll go to lunch together. So they don't, you know, they're not paying for every opportunity that they have at Snack. Um, there's a local rec center that has a pool and um, a gym. So guys will go over and with the staff and have a pickup basketball game um, or some of the kids will swim. You know, it's $25 if you're disabled. It's the best deal in the city, um, truthfully. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're doing those things right now. Um, and we're getting back into the community, like your events. Um, we're, we're starting to do those again. We rent a movie theater, um, like those sensory movies. We do it ourselves because we, we could never, frankly, get into the ones that are run by certain groups here. So we just do our own. We go to the museums. We, you know, we we are all over the place. To me, that's integration. You walk down 53rd Street, you see all the kids with snack T-shirts on. I walk into the local D'Agostino's, the supermarket, and they're like, is it Taco Tuesday? The kid's coming in to get the stuff for tacos? You know, it's great. That to me is we are very much part of the community, but appropriately so mm -hmm. and safe and happy which is all I really want. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about, um, you know, what I mentioned in my introductory comments, some of the um, very, um, shall I say, 
un, uh, inconvenient <laughs> barriers wow. you are facing um, to um, sustaining your, your programming, especially for the adults. Um, you know, can, can you give people a, a sense? Because, you know, a, a lot of them care a lot about these programs and um, they should know about some of the assaults, right, that you're facing because of bad policy. Can you, can you kind of thumbnail that for them? Sure. Well, um, in, in New York State, uh, we have the Office of People with Developmental Disabilities. It's their responsibility to manage these home and community-based waivers and, and what have you um, for, for, for guys like Joe and for the kids that, that come to snack. And all of our kids qualify uh, for the most part. We do have some kids that are not OPWDD um, eligible for various reasons. Um, but for, for the kids that are, OPWDD is, is who, you know, is responsible. Mm -hmm. um, in January of this year, um, we got word from some of our families that the fiscal intermediaries who um, are the, the clearinghouse for the funding through this, through this Medicaid self-direction funding uh, have stopped approving some of the classes at at SNAC and some of the other providers, um, the, the JCC, um, because um, the 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 classes there's guidelines of how you how you are eligible for this this reimbursement dollars, and some of it is um, there were too many disabled people in the class. <clears throat> too um, many disabled people in the class. Yeah, you're not open to the public. Um, you're segregating. Um, now they run all of the day habs, this, you know, through the provider agencies, the day habs are definitely segregated. You can't go into, you can't walk into a, a day habilitation program and everybody in there is disabled. So I Obviously. guess they're not too disabled, but if you come out and try to do something with these privately with these, you know, self-directed classes, they're taking exception to it. Now I can't you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure what the motivation is, what the agenda is. There's very clear guidelines um, that OPWDD themselves has issued. Um, and they've been paying these for these classes since 2014. So, you know, a reasonable person would assume that they don't want to keep paying for this for some reason that, you know, mm -hmm. since the pandemic, lots of day habilitation programs have not reopened because of COVID. So, Lots of people signed up for self-direction in these last four years. So it's had exponential growth. Mm. And what's a way to slow down growth? Hmm, deny hmm. approval. Let's deny approval to things so, that are not integrated in the community. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's a there's a document here um in in and it lives, you know, on 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 the internet. Um it's a an Olmstead interpretation for New York State of you know what is what is integration? And it was written by um, one of the, uh, you know, lead attorneys for OPWDD uh, when when Cuomo was still governor. And you know the the, and I understand, you know, yeah, we don't want everybody locked away and without choice. And I get all of that, but how are you gonna how are you gonna implement that? And the um, the interpretation of Olmstead, it's funny. Appropriate seems to have gotten left out. <laughs> You know, so um, as I'm educating myself and our families as best we can, but um, this we're going to have to fight. I mean, to me, it's isn't it's ADA uh, 33rd anniversary we're in right now. The, our, our, our adults don't have the same protection as the school age kids do. You know, the right 
to a free and appropriate education. As an adult, what do they have a right to? Nada. There's no legislation. So that's, I think, something, you know, we all have to work on. There's got to be Wouldn't some. Wouldn't we love to see um, an IDEA for adults? Absolutely. Wouldn't we love to see, because there should be an entitlement for people who are this severely disabled Absolutely. to access appropriate services. A carve out in Medicaid if it's right. not, you know, a carve out. That's something that, you know, I've lobbied for. And, you know, in the sake of um, working with my colleagues, I've, you know, I've dropped it. But, you know, that's really what we need. If, you know, for, especially for our guys, I mean, there's no question as to their, their need. Right. And now with, with housing, I mean, obviously that's our next big hurdle as parents, you know, how, you know, we're going to die. We all know that I'm so sick of talking about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the housing piece, again, there's several groups here in New York trying to put something together for, mm-hmm. for kids as disabled as ours. Cause the, the, the traditional group home of six people and, Two staff is really not appropriate in some cases um, for our guys. Yep. And yet they just, rather than working with us and helping us, they mm-hmm. just keep throwing barriers. You know, well, it can't be more than 25% disabled people in the building. I'm like, why not? There's more than 25% neurotypical people in the building. I think that's reverse discrimination, I might say, you know, but it's absolute it's- discrimination. <laughs> I mean, this is why we have the NCSA campaign campaign you know, pointing to the systemic discrimination against our population, which you don't see against any other disability population. No, you don't. So, you know, I think we are, we are a tired group, you know, (laughs) and they take advantage of that, but you know what? I'm, we're getting angry now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a As lot I said, of people us. are just, they've had it. Bed. I think the good doctor put us all over the edge. <laughs> to tell you the truth, you know, that's not autism. You know, I mean, I know it is, I'm not dismissing that, but if people ask me, you know, what does my, does my son play the piano once more? I'm going to just cry. <laughs> no. And he can't wipe himself. Okay. Should yeah. we get technical? <sighs> yep. Yep. Neither can my kids. <laughs> so, well, no my my daughter that. who is, is severely autistic, but relatively easy. I mean, she can't even do basic preschool level functions. I mean, it's unbelievable. The amount of ignorance, wishful thinking, sugarcoating, romanticizing of autism is unbelievable. And it really betrays our kids' absolute obvious needs. Without question, without question. So I see it all the time. And, you know, I, we, we cater to, you know, a more challenging population, definitely in snack. That's what we, we welcome. Like I said, we were created for the biters not the bitey, yeah. you the biters, not else. The bitey. <laughs> um, um, truthfully. And yeah. I see the level of, you know, and it's, it's wonderful. We call it the snack three week rule. We get really challenging kids. First few visits are a little bumpy, but then we get it down and they're running to come in and, you know, they, and they can participate. They're not falling out of the chair or trying to hurt somebody yeah. or looking to avoid. So wow. they have capacity to, 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 do well and to succeed and to progress, you just have to set it up right. And it's expensive. I'm sorry, you know, yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah, everybody yeah. needs, it's not, I remember when I first went to New York state to ask them to help me with snack in my naive stupidity. <laughs> and they said, Oh, Jackie, 
you want a Cadillac for everybody. We can only give everybody a Chevy. I was like, well, give your kid a Chevy. Let me get my kids get well, what would even what, what, They didn't even have a Chevy. They didn't even Imagine. have a Chevy. They didn't even have a Chevy. Right. Then <laughs> so we were thrown we out of the Chevy. <laughs> oh, you can't come in the Chevy. You have too great need. You know, just so. so. But it's it's 20 years later, and I'm sorry to say, there should be a hell of a lot more programs like Snack. There's a lot more programs, but not yeah. for our kids. They won't take our kids. I'm no. still one and of the few. Listen, I'm here in the Bay Area and there are basically, and this is a wealthy, educated, yes. you know, progressive yep. area, blah, blah, blah. I'm New York there's City, basically baby. no, There's like no programs that take kids like my son. Like Imagine. Zero, there's no snack. So I don't know. Maybe I'm the one who's going to start snack SF. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, when but, I did look at replication and yeah. the model that I found the most... Um, that would work was Paul Newman's hole in the wall camps. And one of his spokes to making his, his programming successful is you got to have a parent. You got to have, a, I, I, if there's going to be a snack elsewhere, there's got to be a parent who gets it like we do involved. Yeah. Otherwise it's just another professional who, you know, doesn't get it. And they mean, you well, have to be completely mission driven without question for this yeah. end. Cause there's, it is hard as hell. I mean, right. and our kids, they're difficult. They're difficult on a facility. I mean, yes. the amount of, <laughs> I've, I've replaced toilet bowls more than is, I mean, I'm like, what the hell? You know, a kid has a seizure on a toilet, things going down, you know, it's out. Yep. It's unbelievable. So it's, they're just, they break everything. And, you know, it's just, it's, con- it's so complex and expensive and stressful. Oh. I mean, Please. That's why there's only one Jackie Cianzo in the world, because who wants to take that on? I mean, it's it's so hard. But I want to ask you about money, though, for a second. So, you know, you said you do charge people. um, I want to say something. You are right to charge people like, you know, SF Autism Society. Remember, I told you I run all these events. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of the stuff we do is free, but the attrition rate is huge. You don't get that buy-in. And so sometimes we just charge like $3 for an event just to get like that little buy-in. Yes. It, it, you're Makes doing free difference. stuff is, can be very difficult now. Um, but you said you had to do fundraising. Obviously you have a mm-hmm. deficit, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you get some funding through yes. waiver money, but you still have this big Delta. Right. What do you do to raise that money? Can I ask? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our, our budget. I mean, I'm very, it's, we're all up on GuideStar. I mean, I share everything. Um, you know, we just hit, uh, 2.2 million uh, in revenue. My problem is my expenses are like 2.3. That's <laughs> really slight hitch. You know, we make it all work, but the fees cover about half. As I said, that's our goal and that's our intention. Mm-hmm. And then the other half we fundraise. So of that other, that's about a million dollars we've been mm-hmm. raising annually for, you know, close to eight years um, mm-hmm. as, as we've grown. So of that million dollars, half of it is our, our own events. Um, we have, you know, a gala and a golf outing and, uh, and just our regular drives, you know, our appeals. Um, the other 500,000 comes from grants, grantors. Um, and, you know, we, we get multi-year awards. It's, there isn't a grantor that comes to snack that doesn't give us money. Mm. If you come to see it, you, you can't not help. Right. You can't not help but to write a check. Right. You know they you're making a real us. difference. Yeah. 
they get it. I mean, yeah. any, any really, you know, any organization that's a, a foundation that gives money to autism programs knows the tremendous void and knows what we're doing is just so, so necessary. So, but it's hard, you know, I'm sweating it out. You know, people say to me, you're crazy. What if you don't get the money? I'm like, well, then we got to scale back. You know, I'm not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we, we do, but it is very stressful. Isn't many a night I don't sleep, you know? Oh yeah. But I've never not made a payroll, you know, never. Wow. Well, yeah, that's amazing. You're juggling a lot. It's, it's amazing. I wish we could clone you and just put you everywhere. Clone you. Little Jackie's everywhere. <laughs> I don't yeah, know how my husband feel like... about that. <laughs> it's one Jackie's enough. <laughs> One's enough. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, as I was telling you people, all you listeners, Jackie is an absolute goddess in the Pantheon. And I hope now that you've heard her story that you will 100% agree with me. I mean, honestly, uh, forget the Nobel Prize for physics. We need the Nobel Prize for autism services. <laughs> and Thank you would you. be a winner. So, uh, hey, I so- wish everybody would sign up for our coffee of the month or at least buy a bag of cup of joe. It's on yeah. our website. You know, this I, I, I'm going to sign up. I'm I'm going on right now. Do you have decaf? Sure. Okay, well, there you have a new we've customer. Beans, we've got, you know, the only thing we don't have are K-cups, but we give you a free, uh, like, reusable one oh. so you can make your own. So that's, uh, it's it's great. It's a great gift, you know, when you're going to somebody's house, instead of bringing a bag of wine, you, you buy a bottle of wine, you bring a bag of coffee. It's uh, it's it's great. And it, and it helps really support the cause. So, and it's easy, easy way to do it. So we appreciate it. Maybe your next business is to make snacks. You mean snack NYC? Snacks from a snack NYC. Well, snack. You know, there's there's a lot of money in snacks. (laughs) You bet. You should see all the emails that we get. You know, cold. They all think I'm either a pretzel company or a. (laughs) They don't get that what we are. But it's it's actually an acronym for Special Needs Activity Center for Kids, and then we added an asterisk as we got to the adults and adults. But there's a whole. movement, much like we've talked about with the in integration and what have you, where we, we we are no longer the special needs activity center for kids. We're just snack because people mm-hmm. like special needs. People don't really want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Here. Okay. okay. You don't want to okay. hear it, but so, you know. <laughs> All right. call, it, call it whatever you want. It's not going to change it. Exactly. A rose you can is dress a rose it up in rose. any suit, but the body inside has not changed. Yeah. Exactly. Another frustrating, uh, but we'll work our way through it. I think, listen, we're East Coast, you're West Coast. We get uh, get all of our folks rallying around all this. The legislation has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you are a true inspiration to us, Jackie. I wish I had 10 more hours to talk to you, but um, people go to snacknyc.com and um, learn more about their their program. And um, uh, Jackie, maybe we can you can send me if you want anything else in the show notes that you want people to know. Let me know. Otherwise, I will just sure. include the link in the show notes. But thank you so much. You're a super busy person. Um, it was so wonderful to talk to you. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, this is one of my favorite interviews ever. <laughs> Uh, because I you. love talking to people who do real stuff. I who know. Do real, who I know. really move the needle. A lot of people families. talk about a lot of stuff. You're doing talk, great stuff too. 
There's so Great many stuff. talkers in the world. I, I mean, 90, 99% of autism is like talk, 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 complain, 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 complain. And you're somebody who's really doing something. And like, I just love it. So. Gets me into trouble sometimes. I kind of jump in head first and sign 10 year leases and think about it, the money afterwards, but you know, it's gotta be done. It's, it's, it's <laughs> gotta be done. And you know, I, I, sometimes we churn here at Autism Society about like, do we do this? And I'm like, sometimes it's like better done than good and better good than perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> sometimes you just have to change your mentality. Thanks for tuning in to Autism Confidential. If you'd like to learn more, share an idea for an episode, or become a sponsor, please visit us at autismconfidential.org. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individual speakers. Content presented is for informational purposes only, and we do not provide any medical or legal advice.